0: Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about passionate people and going after their dreams and making it happen. I'm your host, Bev Matayoshi, and man, I don't even know what to say. I am passionate about finding these people, connecting with them, and sharing their stories with you so you can be inspired as well. Hopefully, if you're searching for that something, you know, if you don't know what you're passionate about yet maybe one of these stories will inspire you. So that's my goal. If you haven't already, don't forget to like and subscribe, hit the bell so you can be notified every single time I have a new passionate person on here. So this week, I have a very special guest. I have a creative entrepreneur. I know with this season, it's different because I have a lot of dental people that I'm interviewing. But in between, I'm going to be throwing these creative people in there. Uh, I'm a very creative person as well. So I like to have that diversity and my brain just it, it just craves it every now and then. I need to have that conversation with people who are artistic and people who are creative and always wanting to expand on that. So I'm really excited. Today's guest is a very special person that really inspires me. He's young, very fresh, and one of those Gen Zs that just got thrown into the mix, you know, after the pandemic, when there was no opportunity. <laughs> and he learned <laughs> take it by the reins and really found a way to make uh, himself thrive. So super inspiring. He is a very talented musician and a creative sound engineer. So please give a warm welcome to Wave Made It, Dylan Gabrielson.
1: (laughs) Hello, hello. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Long time no see.
1: It has. It's been a while.
0: Yeah. I just... Really appreciate the, you know, the fact that you're so young, and I just feel like the way you carry yourself when I first met you, very professional. Thank you. I and when I um, kind of just heard what you were doing, I, I was just like immediately, I was like, let's work together. <laughs> Every time I hear about someone who um, writes music, it I immediately want to like try to collab, you know, and I just like that you you were just down immediately.
1: No hesitation. Definitely. Yeah. Collaborating is is the best way to make new music and get inspired. Honestly, that's how I I like to make most of my music is collaborating.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before we dive into your journey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, where
1: you're from? Definitely. Well, first, my name is Dylan. I go by Wave Made It, but most people call me Wave for short. And I grew up in the Lowburn stone mountain area. And that's, that's still where I am. I'm 24 years old and I'm in stone mountain and I, I just graduated college. So that's great. And I've had a recording studio for about four years now. Oh,
0: congratulations on graduating.
1: Thank you. I
0: know that's like, you know, the milestone that we feel so much pressure to make, you know, like when you're Definitely. young, you did it fast. Like I, it's, man I just remember when I was your age just the going to school and then going to work going to school changing my major like it, I mean it took me forever I should be a doctor by now with how hey. long it took me to
1: graduate hey I'm familiar with that it actually took me six and a half years to graduate in three different schools and two different majors
0: <laughs> okay so I mean so it's kind of the same boat and you know I always like tell to, to tell people you know there's no rush because you have to experience in order to find that passion of yours. Uh, it's important for you to like what you do and really enjoy what you do. So congratulations. Thank you. When growing up, like when did you realize that you uh, were passionate about music? How did that get introduced to your life?
1: Yeah, uh, honestly, just as early as I can remember. I'm not really sure how it was introduced to me um I definitely have memories of listening to like rock radio stations in the car with my dad and stuff like that but I'd say the first like core memory of when I started playing instruments and stuff I was probably like five or six years old and got one of those like small little Spanish guitars like those baby guitars um and I would just I would play around on that and that was probably where it started
0: wow that's so cool yeah, and now I think about it, like I never got introduced to guitar until 10th grade, but I mean, I was always singing with my sisters. Like I remember listening to my mom sing during like uh, rosaries, We're Catholic group, Catholic. Right. They would sing, not even in English, they'd be singing in Filipino, but my sisters and I would listen and we would pick up the, the, the sounds and we'd choose which ones we wanted to sing. And that's how we became, we would always sing in three-part harmony. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But no, very young cool. too, very young, young age. So guitar was how you started. Um yeah. Did you start playing any other instruments or is guitar your main jam? Guitar
1: is definitely my main and still up there at my favorites, but I definitely put a lot of instruments along the way. Uh I started with guitar, did lessons for guitar when I was about nine years old, and then in middle school I played the trumpet in band. I also played the guitar and jazz band at school during that same time, so I was still playing both. Um, I learned how to play drums sometime in high school. I don't really have an exact date for that, but, um, and I also play ukulele. I, I got another ukulele recently, so I've been playing that a lot more. But I'd say my main instrument is definitely guitar, and I've always tried to learn piano, but it's just so hard. I know how to play piano a little bit, but not nearly as well as I play guitar.
0: You know, it's funny because like piano is always the foundational instrument, right? People yeah. begin with that. And when you think about it, the concept of piano is so simple. It's all laid out in one line. You would think it would be easy, yeah. but I'm the same like you. It's hard for me. I can't play piano. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Understanding it is the easy part for piano. It's the, the finger dexterity that comes with it. And like the syncopation from playing with two different hands, like, that's that's the hard part on piano for me.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because you think about playing guitar and syncopating like your voice with the guitar.
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. reason,
0: I don't even have to think about it. It just comes naturally to me.
1: Yeah, me too. And I think that's just because I played it at such a young age. And I didn't start trying to learn piano until high school. And and it was definitely didn't come as easy to me as I felt guitar did.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. So um tell us about your influences, like. Growing up, like, what? uh, What did your parents influence you? Like, I'm sure you were forced to. Oh yeah.
1: Definitely growing up. I mean, my dad is huge into jam bands, so my dad likes like the Grateful Dead. But then I have a lot of memories of listening to. I think it was called like the Ethel Rock Station or something like that, (laughs) and it would be a lot of Grateful Dead stuff, like Cheap Trick, um, the Rolling Stones, just a lot of old bands, and I think moving up from there like when I started picking out my own music and you know have my own iPod and I'm downloading my own music I was listening to really everything I mean I had like Fallout Boy and the story so far like other punk bands but then even more and more rap music as well so definitely a lot of influence from multiple genres.
0: Okay yeah I'm trying to think back like my mom listened made us listen to Kenny Rogers <laughs> <laughs> rockers. We had like the magic of abba Yeah. <laughs> you know, the pop bands. I was just actually watching this documentary on Madonna. Um, yeah. Was definitely like my dad, he was a total nerd. I mean, he listened to like American band music. That's the kind of music he forced us to listen to. Was mm. just like straight up band
1: music, like, military
0: band music. Oh
1: wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, he would stand in the living room and start conducting, you know, like. And, you know, that's the kind of music we would listen to on record. We didn't even have like CDs back then. It was like records. And, um, you know, uh, Madonna was just funny because he even he liked her. If if she was like on the TV, he'd stop and like, you know, listen to it. And I just thought that was funny because he was such a nerd, you know, but Madonna was so pop.
1: (laughs) I think she just has everybody encapsulated. I mean, she's an icon.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, what about your educational background with music? I know you said you learned a lot of instruments in school and band and stuff, but like, what about college? Yeah.
1: Yeah, So in college, I originally went to Middle Tennessee State University and um, I went there for music. Uh, Graduating high school, I really didn't even want to go to college. Uh, One of my friends, a good friend of mine, Moons, he really is the reason i even went to college he went there and he was telling me about this school and they had a great audio engineering like degree and so i was like yeah that'd be great to go there so i went there and during the first year i just i couldn't stand being there it wasn't it wasn't the place for me so i went there thinking i was going to learn about audio engineering but it was just too slow paced for me i was driving back and forth almost every other weekend to work at a home studio back here in Georgia, even while I was going to school in Middle Tennessee. And so I did that for two semesters the whole year, came back and stopped going to school for music and decided just to pursue music on my own and go to school for something else. So then when I came back to Georgia, I went to Georgia State and I was there for only one semester. Actually, I was there for two semesters also, but one of them was a summer semester and I didn't really like it there either. I was going there for business, but, I just I just didn't click with any of the people or professors there. And so I ended up switching schools again and going to Georgia Gwinnett College. And I stayed there for three years as a business student still, but as a marketing major. So I hadn't really chosen that I wanted to do marketing until I was there. And just the community there was great. I met a lot of really awesome people, a lot of really nice people and and great teachers that really inspired me to like understand how marketing works more so than I could have ever known without their help.
0: I I think it's so cool that you decided to do business, you know, instead of the music in school, because you think about it, that's what you need to market yourself, you know, like your brand, like you, 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 whatever you do, whatever you're passionate about, you have to learn how to sell yourself. And I thought that was hilarious that you said that
1: the the music school is just too slow paced for you you're like I don't need to learn it
0: I I do it my own way you know
1: yeah and that's kind of how it was was that I really felt just it I wasn't learning what I wanted to and nowadays having YouTube and music forums and just the internet at your disposal it's like you can learn so much on your own and I didn't have that drive for marketing or business so it was like really hard for me to look up stuff about business and understand what I was reading that's why I chose to go to school for that but when it came to the music stuff anything I looked up online it was like I could just I, I was fluid in reading it so like I understood what I was doing and I learned everything from online and working with other engineers so
0: you know what I think is really fresh about your generation you're the Gen Z generation
1: right yeah <laughs> okay. just barely just barely making the cutoff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like I I feel like people in my generation, we were kind of just like told you, you do this and you stick with it, don't quit. And then you realize you spent all this money, you have all this debt, and then you don't love what you studied that whole time, you know, and yeah. I mean you waste all time and money. But I feel like in your generation, like a lot of kids that I've met, um, you have no problem with kind of trying to find what is going to suit you and the fact that you found your people in marketing at that school you know like that is so great because if you're not surrounding yourself with people who inspire you and actually fire you up about what you're learning you're totally wasting your time
1: you know definitely definitely yeah. it's it's just a lot harder to even stay on task if if you don't care about it it's really hard to make your brain pay attention and i'm finding that out like more and more as i get older it's it's harder and harder to have the attention span for for something that I don't feel I'm ever going to use.
0: Yeah. So in school, any particular people that you met or teachers that can come to mind that really kind of, not even in school, but just in your journey of um, building your own little home studio, like, who oh, yeah. is the that influenced you?
1: Yeah, I mean... I'd, I'd have to say my number one influence is is my roommate, who also has a studio in the same house with me. So we had this house together and we both have our own studios in here. Funny enough, his name is also Dylan, but he goes by Moons. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's definitely my closest friend and and has helped me throughout the whole journey. I mean, growing up in high school, I went to high school with him and I used to back then I was more a singer songwriter than I was an engineer. And I was recording myself on like my mom's laptop and I would, I would bring it to school and we had a class together and I would like show him my mixes and he would show me his mixes and I'd go to his house and he'd record me. And it just grew from there into just us learning a lot of ideas off of each other. And I mean, wow, crazy to think about it, but I guess it's like seven or eight years later. And now we're here in stone mountain, both having a studio in the same house and, and really both doing the same thing. He does just what I do. We we track people and record music all day and, and offer mixes for people.
0: That's so cool. And, you know, I'm so proud of you because I remember when I first met you, you were just kind of um, starting out and, you know, starting starting to make a business <laughs> and, you know, market yourself. And I was just like, let's do a project together, you know? And I was so happy with what you did. And I just want to tell you how, You carry yourself so professional and you deliver quickly, you know, and that's like important in this business. Like a lot of people don't realize that when you're, when you're, you know, what time is money, right? Definitely. And don't have all day to sit there and wait for inspiration to hit you. You know, like, I love how, you know, you're just, you know, you come in there prepared and you have like, you know, this is what we're doing. And then you finish with the session, and then boom, you get something, you know, to listen to, like, that is just, like, so amazing to me, I was so impressed with your work, like, uh, how did you learn how to be like that, like, I have worked with so many different producers over my time, and everyone has a different style <laughs> of the yeah. way they work.
1: Oh, it's hard, I I don't really know how to say how I learned it, but it's definitely, it's definitely something that, I, I do try to brand myself as that. Like I really try to make sure people come to the studio and it's it, it is supposed to be fun and I want them to have a good time, but it's also to get work done. And so when I'm sitting at this desk and I'm the engineer of the session, I'm trying to make sure that I'm helping people along. like if if a song's not working out for them and they're spending a lot of time on one song, I might tell them like, you know, maybe move on to a different song and we'll come back to that one. Like maybe your voice isn't warmed up for that today, or maybe you're just not feeling this beat today. Just any suggestion I can give them to try to keep the session moving, because really, I think that's the biggest thing is, is having the energy right in the studio. Like when when you have people in here and stuff is going wrong, every other person that steps up to the mic, like I might have three or four people in here all wanting to rap on the same song or sing on the same song and when one person's just like in this like downward spiral where they can't get any of their songs done it just it the session dies out and so my Mm -hmm. job is I try to keep it upbeat I try to keep everybody like you know it's all good you can move on to the next song we can try this we can try that you know even if you stop here it's not giving up let's like make the best of what time we have left and so whenever you keep that energy up like that I find people just get a better product a better song a better beat whatever it is they were working on, because it's just about your mood, like when you're in a better mood, and you're feeling good, and you're comfortable behind that mic, it's going to be good, like you're going to create your art, and actually be happy with what you make, and so that's really my end goal, is I want everybody to be happy with what they made, and don't feel like they wasted time in the studio, so I always try to make sure someone comes in, and leaves with something, even if the songs only have done, I'll bounce it out with the rest of the beat on there, and it's like, you've got this to start with, and you can, you can write to the rest of this,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really great. Like uh, how I I know, like you probably deal with all kinds of different personalities, like how yeah. do you deal with difficult people? Like I, I know you probably deal with that and <laughs> I've seen it in the studio with my, you know, my, one of my best friends, he's a producer too. And, you know, and he's like one of those people that I don't know, his gift is just calming people down I guess and just you know being that good vibe and I don't know I guess you're like that too but um how do you deal with difficult people in the studio
1: yeah yeah that was definitely something I didn't learn I mean the first time you came to my studio I definitely don't think I would I I had learned that I, I hadn't worked with that many clients back then that I knew what it was like when somebody was difficult but now I mean I've had sessions where you know, clients are, are angry or a client is upset, whether it's at me or just a situation that had happened. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're working with an artist, it's just a high level of passion. So I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes if you come in here and like, someone might hit me up same day for a session and be like, I, you know, this happened today, I need to record a song about this right now. And if I have the opening, i let them come and record it. And that's usually when they're most passionate. So I mean, someone could come in here and be really angry. And even if they're angry, I try to let them still some, some type of way, like harness that energy. And like, you know, it's okay to be angry on a song that you want to have that angry emotion in, but when it comes to working and, you know, I wouldn't maybe consider that a difficult client. Cause that's kind of a specific situation, but in terms of when a client comes in and it's difficult for me working with them, like maybe the communication is off. Uh, they might complain that I'm not getting their sound right, no matter what I try or try to maneuver. And so whenever I come across something like that, uh, usually what I ask them is, have you been somewhere else where they had your sound right? And if you have a recording of a song that you thought sounded right, you know, show me that and let's work off that. And usually I can base their sound, uh, you know, on my computer the way that that it sounded before. And usually that helps. Um, And if if it's other than that, and they're just being difficult or they're a rude client, a lot of times if they're rude and they just think that they're all that I'll just let them record. You know, I can sit here and push buttons. And if they won't, they don't want my help. That's okay. You know, I'm going to, I'm still going to help them by making sure they sound right and making sure my job is done. And on their end, they can do their thing. And on my end, I do my thing. So it's like at the end of the day, if if they're going to be angry and they're going to give out that kind of negativity, you know, the session's already booked and they're already here. I'm going to run it and I'm going to make sure I do my job right. And that's pretty much how I deal with like a difficult session like that, no matter how many hours long it is. I mean, I might have an eight hour session with a difficult client and I'm just going to be sitting here pressing record and making sure everything sounds right. And and that's what I'll do. I'll let them run the session at that point. They can tell me what to do and I'll just I'll lean into it whatever way I can.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's so great. And, you know, you're you're good at that. You're easy to talk to. You're easy going. Like, I don't see you like. I don't know, butting heads with people. <laughs> like you're it's easy to I I, yeah. I don't see you being um, I don't know, clashing with a whole yeah.
1: lot of people. Not typically. I I typically like to like I'll I'll tell them if, if there's something they're doing that I don't think sounds right or that I don't agree with as the style, you know, I might mention something to them, but that's not to say what they're doing is wrong or to clash, because at the end of the day, that's really why I like to collaborate and that's why I, I like recording people as much as I do recording myself because when you record other people you just learn so much more it's like even just having a conversation you hear how people think differently when they record every artist records different I mean some people punch in and out real quick some people like to record their whole song as one take so it's just it's a whole different experience when you're working with other clients and you have to be able to adapt so that you can Mm -hmm. match their style and match their energy
0: yeah absolutely can you kind of like tell us how did your brand evolve? Like how did you come up with Wave? I mean it's such a clever (laughs) name I think you know for music. Thanks.
1: thanks, Um, Man yeah it must have been back in when I was at Middle Tennessee and I was with my roommate we all we had a little beat crew back then and I'm not even going to disclose what that name was but (laughs) that that v crew that v crew didn't last probably about six or seven months so once we all came back to georgia because it was a group of of my friends that all left georgia and went to middle tennessee we all came back and pretty much me and my roommate stuck on the music path and a lot of other people just didn't and so when that time came i wasn't branded with them anymore and i really needed to brand for myself and i had been going back and forth on on names i wanted to call myself did i want to go with you know, like Dylan and change something up and make it sound like that. And it just, I really wanted to separate my whole personal life almost from my music life and and become a whole different artist. Like actually it was more of like labeling myself as an artist rather than labeling like whatever I put out isn't doesn't have to exactly be Dylan. You know, it can be whatever I wanted to make my artist music be. And so when I came up with Wave, I didn't even really come up with it I mean throughout high school a lot of people called me like wavy they're like bro you're so wavy or like you just you just have this wavy vibe about you and so that's where it (laughs) stemmed from and I just switched the y and the v and I just started calling myself wave (laughs) yeah
0: that's so cool and that's what it is music is a wave it's a sound wave and you have to be on that vibe to to create something really good you know yeah I love it it's it's so you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um speaking of school again going back to school um did you have to deal with any like what are your struggles on like did you have to deal with any anybody's attitudes toward um you know studying I always get a lot of heat from I don't know family friends sometimes you know like about music like how are you going to make money like that was always like the question, you know, especially my yeah. mother. She would always be like, why don't you become a pharmacist? <laughs> <laughs> expectations <She'd do> <laughs> like that, you know, <laughs> and I'd be like, but I want to be an artist, you know, like, huh, you know, did you ever have to deal with that? Like anybody giving you heat for following your passion, basically?
1: I'll say, yeah, I mean, there was definitely people that gave me heat about it and, and were like, you know, it's not going to happen. Make sure you have a plan B. I mean, that backup plan thing. I mean, that that was just like beaten into me. Like Everybody says, have a backup plan, have a backup plan. But really, all the people that said to me was really teachers I didn't care about. So it was kind of like, you know, some teachers were supportive and other teachers weren't. And but when it came to my personal life, my parents were always supportive of it. I think that growing up, they didn't know exactly what direction I was going to take, but When I was still finishing high school and I was already recording other artists and people were already wanting to pay me for my work, I think they kind of understood that that was the direction I was going to go, regardless of how I went to school. And so I think at the end of the day, I had a lot more support than I did people beating me down. And the people that did beat me down about it, it was just, you know, a bunch of, you know, random kids at school or random teachers at school. But like my roommate Moon's always had my back and he, you know, he fully supported me going to school. He didn't finish school, but he was always like encouraging me when, you know, I would come home from school and I I was like, man, I'm so tired of going to school. I probably missed out. On, I mean, I'd be at school sometimes from eight o'clock in the morning and my last class would end at 9 p.m. at night and school was an hour and a half away. So I spent a good 12 hours of my day at school or driving mm-hmm. into and from. And so I'd be like, man, I missed out on a whole day of sessions today because... I had to go to school and he was like, yeah, but it's going to be worth it. He would encourage me. And like, I, you know, he was like, I'm surprised you're staying with it, but I'm glad you are. (laughs) So, Yeah. I mean, I think it was a big shock for a lot of people that I finished, but, but we made it.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. It's so important to have your, that ride or die in your life. You know, I mean, I mean, when I was in college, it was my band, (laughs) (laughs) you know, sisters were in my band. So I had my family with me. But, um, yeah, our drummer, we had our drummer, my guitar player, like one of my, I mean, he was just like, um, I don't know. I always called him my, my guitar soulmate, <laughs> 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 you know, like when we would write songs together, it was just kind of like, we didn't even have to talk, you know, it would just oh, like, yeah. kind of form together. And I just love those moments. Like, and when you have that moment, it's so magical. You know, like you just have to like, you know, those the kind of songs that really stick because, you know, they kind of just form out of thin air. They just fall out of your head, you know. Yeah. And I a moment like that in a really long time, and I need to make it happen. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, just speaking on that, me and that is exactly like I couldn't describe it more perfect. That's exactly how it is. Anytime me and my roommate work on a project together, I mean, we've been doing it for so long now, and ever since the first project we ever made together, we just we just clicked like. When we make beats together, it's just, you know, he might hop on the 808, I'm going to hop on the hi-hats, I'm going to, I might make a counter melody to his main melody, and it's just like, it's just back and forth, we just like switch chair positions, and like, That's it, so it cool. just flows so quickly, I mean, even in college, when we would get bored on, we would like fall into a, a habit of which parts both of us did better, and so every time <laughs> we made a beat, it'd be like, okay, I know he's got this, and he knows I got that but like we got we would get tired of that so we would switch it up we had like a a bag that we put a bunch of different parts in so we'd have we'd write on a piece of paper like main melody main melody 2, uh 808 hi-hat snare etc and then like we put it into a bag and we would draw for parts and we would we would (laughs) make the beat based on whatever parts we drew
0: that's so cool I love stuff like that yeah Yeah. we definitely have fun with it yeah I have a um friend of mine he's a Uh, one of my songwriting partners and he um one night I just went to sleep and I had like I woke up in the middle of the night and I had a list of song titles that I just wrote down on a notepad next to my bed and you know I don't remember I was asleep and then the next day when I looked at it I was just like huh because some of the song titles were mine songs that I've already written some of them were his songs and then there were some random song titles that had no songs attached to them. And I was just telling him, hey, let's write songs to these, un, you know, these songs that don't have music yet. So we kind of just did. Yeah. And we, now we have like a whole like list of songs that we just had. We wrote and he would ha- write his version of the same title and I would write my version. And it's just yeah. kind of cool to see how different, you know, the perspectives are of the same song title. No, fun it's a fun game that we play
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, love- it's good to keep it interesting like that
0: yeah absolutely so what kind of projects are keeping you moving now like because uh, you this is what you do for a living right this is yeah. how you pay rent right yeah this like is that-
1: this is my only income <laughs>
0: i mean that is just why i I'm so proud of you, Dylan, like Thank what you. you're doing, like right out of you just really took that opportunity and just went with it and the fact that you are making money and living your life doing what you love, that is what I'm talking. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about why I'm doing the show. You know? Like, yeah, that's just so awesome to me.
1: Yeah, I mean it was crazy how it came about. I remember when we first moved to this house and I and I built this studio, I didn't have any of these acoustic panels. I didn't have the mic setup I had now. I had like a, a $300 mic, a $300 interface, just like really cheap stuff, a, a computer I built myself. I made a little booth out of PVC pipe and moving blankets, and I like hung <laughs> some. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it upgraded. It upgraded from when you saw it. When you saw it, it was just a little square. I upgraded it. Until I loved
0: it, it. I thought it was, it was creative.
1: Yeah, it turned into a three foot by eight foot long room, basically. And I wrapped, um, they weren't exactly Christmas lights, but they were like these wires that had lights like attached to them, like tiny little bulbs. And I wrapped them around all the PVC pipe in there. And it was just like this glowing blue booth. And uh, yeah, everybody loved it. Honestly, I, I, one of my clients... He goes by Be Different. He recorded a song and and ended up shooting the video inside that booth. So I had a a music video made in that booth and definitely wasn't the only one. But a lot of people loved that booth.
0: (laughs) I'm sure it creates the ambiance because that's important. Yeah, Yeah,
1: setting the vibe for sure.
0: Yeah. So these projects that you're working on, is there a specific genre of music or you're pretty much all over the place? Like,
1: tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. For genres, it is all over the place. Uh, When I started doing studio work, I was really into trap music. I was really into making beats for trap music and rap music, but that wasn't really my lane originally. I was more of a singer songwriter, guitar player. And so I think I just liked that it was new and it was so different. It was less about, I guess, like time signatures and like being on beat slash off beat is more lenient when it comes to like the singer songwriter style. But then when it comes to trap music, it's so precise. Like everything (laughs) has to hit exactly on the beat and it needs to be perfect. And I think I got, I got caught up in that. And I liked making all those different sounds with trap music. But as far as what probably keeps me most inspired is I have a few R&B clients that I've really been liking to work with. I really enjoy mixing R&B vocals probably more than any other vocal.
0: Mm. I remember one of the projects that I worked with you was I was just like, I would just want to practice writing something like give me some example of some beats and I'll try to write a song to it, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and I was so happy with what what you came up with and what we did together. It, I mean, it was it just really sparked that creative like songwriting, because it's a muscle if you don't do it, you lose it, you know,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely right now I need to start. <laughs> <laughs> It more. <laughs> it's like riding a bike though. When it comes back, it comes back.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what kind of clients do you hope to um, attract to your, your business? Yeah. Like, what no, kind of definitely. do you want to see more of? Like, what do you want to manifest like in, in the
1: future? I'd really like to have more r clients for the most part. Um, I do really like recording rap and trap music. And I probably would never want to stop recording that just because it's got a good place for me. I like the story in a lot of it and more so the focus on lyricism less than just mm-hmm. like making sure it's a good melody. And I do like, you know, pop music, but sometimes in pop music, it just gets to be the same story over and over again. And you're not like you don't really get to know that artist. They just kind of, you know, make a catchy hook or make a catchy mm-hmm. verse. And, and that's why you like the song. Versus I think in rap music or trap music, yeah, there's definitely catchy stuff that's going on in that industry. And that's, you know, like that hip hop, pop trap industry. But there's also like, you know, people that are really spitting about what they're going on in their life. And when you find those artists and maybe they've got songs that you can relate to or they grew up in the same area as you, that's the kind of music that it's just like you can really connect with. So I really would never give up that. But I definitely want more r&b people just because i i love recording just the vocal layers all have, having mm. all the different vocal layers in that beat and and doing different vocal effects because it's just not the same vocal effects as it is in trap music you, i feel like you can do a lot more experimental stuff in r&b music so i like to do that
0: yeah my sister is an r&b vocalist and she her gift is f- the the background vocals yeah like she really good at that. I, I, I can't hear it as much. Like a lot of times when I sing with her, I'm like, figure it out and just teach me my part. You know, <laughs> I'm lazy to figure it out. And she'll do it like in seconds. Like it's so natural to her. Like, and she's, she's more the R&B. I'm probably more, I don't know. I, I like storytelling, you know, yeah. in your songs like that. That's what I like to do. What your passionate dream, you're doing your dream right now when you're looking down the road 10 20 yeah. years from like what do you see yourself doing the biggest dream <laughs> you can with your talent that you have
1: now like what do you yeah. hope to, to do it's hard it's hard to say one thing for 10 years from now because I'm hoping you know 10 years from now I want to have another studio that's got multiple studios inside that I want to have trained other engineers to run the studio the way I run a studio and, and actually care about the artists. Cause I think that's something that's seriously lacking in the community is, is having engineers that actually care and listen to the artists. I want to have gone on tour with an artist that I really like and, and be able to run his sound and, and help him record songs while he's on tour. I'm not sure if I would want to get into doing live sound, but I would just like to be in that, kind of that that space where he's on go or she's on go and they're recording a song but then the same night they have to do a performance of songs that they've already recorded because I think that that there's got to be a lot of inspiration there I don't know from any personal experience yet but I'm hoping that I will get to experience that within the next 10 years or so um and you're
0: definitely (laughs) young enough to be able to
1: (laughs) I hope so I hope so I'm trying to I'm trying to make it all happen and um I guess for a con more concrete angle, I'd really like to have a, a studio location separate from my house, obviously, and um and a group of artists, you know, like maybe maybe like eight to twelve artists that that I'm working with on a more personal level, that I'm I'm helping them write songs, I, I'm curating beats specifically for them, whether it's beats, instrumentals, because you know, I, I post beats and I sell beats on the side, but I also do instrumentals for artists. So I, I'll i play guitar, I'll play drums, I'll do this. It doesn't matter. And so I really want to get into doing that with more artists and and get deeper into the music, because right now, sometimes it feels a little surface level with a lot of my artists. I can't I can't put a whole lot of input apart from the vocals into their music. And I'd really like to be in deeper with the writing process. Mm. So I'm hoping I could get a group of artists to really stick with me for a longer period of time and and work with me and I work with them and we can keep growing and growing.
0: That's super exciting. I believe in you. Like I can see you really, really going places because of your drive and your ambition. And the fact that you're already diving into it so early in life, you know, like a lot of times people are so afraid to just take the leap, you know, and you're just doing it. And I, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. What about your goal for this year specifically? 2023? I, but I'm just obsessed with 2023. I feel like this year is like magical. It's only February and it just has so much good energy.
1: I think I feel that way at the beginning of every new year. I mean, in 2020, the first thing, the studio popped off in 2020. I mean, when that hit, it was just upgrade after upgrade for the studio. And that's what I was focused on. And then 2021 hit, and I was like, all right, the studio needs to get treated. So I was like, you know, I treated the studio acoustic, got all the acoustic panels treated and made sure everything was sounding right, upgraded the mics a couple times, switched everything up. And then in 2022, I spent the whole year trying to switch everything over from PC to Mac. And well, sadly, at the beginning of 2023, I returned to Mac Studio yesterday. I... Bought a Mac Studio, custom made it, really trying to go all out on Mac Damn. hardware. But I just, it just, it doesn't work the way you would expect it to work. So I ended up getting back to my PC setup. And now my big goal for this year is marketing. So I like your PC. It's it's yeah. sex. You have a it sexy PC. Looks, it looks pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's exciting. I I just, I have big dreams for you. Like I I can see you manifesting it already and anything I I can do to help you, I will throw the vibes your way. Anybody I meet that I know that would, you know, benefit you at all. I definitely introduce for sure. I, I meet tons of people as well.
1: So thanks. I super appreciate that. And you definitely give off good energy to everybody else that you're talking to, I'm sure. So I know that they're going to come to my studio with good vibes if you send them.
0: Yeah. So um, how can people find you? You guys out there, you have to follow this. Yeah.
1: um, They can find me at Wave Made It on Instagram. It's W-A-Y-V-M-A-D-E-I-T, all one word. And really... Instagram is my only, is my only social media right now. And I I get all my business through Instagram and word of mouth. So for now, that's what it is. And maybe in the future, there will be more, but that's, that's to be determined.
0: Uh, One more question, actually, before we end the interview is, do you do everything locally, like here in Georgia, or do you actually collaborate with people virtually
1: as well? Oh yeah, no, definitely virtually. Uh, I do a lot in the stone mountain and Atlanta area as far as recording and tracking people. But my mixes and beats go all around the world. I mean, I have clients that are in Belgium. I got clients that are in Canada. I got trying to think of where else I have a client. I think, I think Belgium, really my biggest one, I got like three clients in Belgium for some reason.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I'll work with anybody from any part of the world. So
0: that's what yeah. I love about this digital era. Like it's just, oh, it's a, there's no limits at all. I love it.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely great.
0: great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate reconnecting with you and we have yes, to collaborate. As well. We got to gotta do something together very soon. Um, I'm yes. having that, that creative itch.
1: <laughs> no, let's <laughs> nice definitely me. do something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget everybody follow this guy. Wave made it. He's very talented. You will be super happy with it. Yeah, whatever he, he make, creates for you. And then thank you everybody for joining us on Dark Horse Matters, the show about passionate people. Like and subscribe, share with your friends, because you never know when inspiration will hit you and you will take off running going after your dreams. So until next time, be passionate.